0: The Gospel according to Mark, the eighth chapter. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Rally Day. You remember last year's Rally Day? (laughs) Out in the parking lot? What do we need this year to rally us as we continue in the momentous times that we are in? A day after the 20th anniversary of 9-11 as we continue uh, through this pandemic. In a typical year, what we would do on Rally Day is call people to, yeah, we know you've been out there vacationing all summer, and you've been having fun, and you've been enjoying the outdoors. Now get your tail back here and get back to worship. I ran into this when I came up here for the first time. from California although there was some of this down there as well but you know with all the rain and all the and it gets to be summer people go and that's awesome and I encourage that I think that's great but I actually ran into a couple people who said yeah when it hits summer we don't go to church it's our vacation we you know interesting huh so typically we'd have to kind of give a shot in the arm and will say let's get going We've got an exciting year ahead. Well, we're going to do that this year because we do, um, but it's maybe a little different, isn't it? What do we need to do to rally ourselves? Our theme today is getting back to the heart of SLC, and I hope you will indeed stay and enjoy the different stations and learn more about our ministry and celebrate our ministry today. Really... The word, the fancy biblical word, is exhortation. What do we need to be to exhort us to really get back at discipleship, get back at ministry, to get charged up? It's like a coach trying to rally his team before the big game. Jesus' words do that, don't they? Take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. That's, that'll get us going. We hear a beautiful picture of what the body of Christ is in Colossians. I mean, just read over that and pour over that. You say, What is the church supposed to look like? Well, it's right there. Jeremiah talks about God bringing his people back from exile, and so God's bringing us back from exile. But sometimes what you need, what you need, is a word to be, a question to be extorted. (laughs) Exhorted, not extorted. (laughs) And so here's the question of exhortation today. Are you a let person or an ought person? Or to say it a little differently, are you a get-to person or a have-to person? There are two phrases that jumped out at me from Colossians and from the Gospel reading today. Let the Word of Christ dwell with you richly. And then the words that Jesus spoke, if any want to be my disciples, let them deny themselves. The Word is let. The Word is let. Are you somebody that... Your life, your Christian faith happens? Just, it's just like, let it happen? Or is it still a shoulda, woulda, coulda? Is it a have to? Is it a must? Is it an ought? Now, I can always tell when somebody is more of a ought to person. They only come to church when they kind of have to. COVID has done an interesting number on those kinds of folks. Because they don't have to come anymore cuz for many months it was we we couldn't come. And so they got to with all the rest of us worship from home, which is great. And then we live now in this in-between time where everybody has a different risk tolerance, and hopefully everybody's vaccinated, but still, COVID continues, and so everybody has to make their interesting decisions around worship and participation in community, and I'm not making judgments about that. Everybody does have their situations, and everybody's different, so please hear that. But the question is, with COVID, (laughs) is there a want to worship? Or is it a have-to? And when you have to do it, and you're at home, and we've noticed this, our online viewing is not decreasing commensurately with the increase in in in-person worship. There are tells. And so my question, my exhortation, my my charge you up before the big game is to just simply ask you that question: Where is your motive for worship? Is it what you're supposed to do, or is it what you want to do, what you get to do even better? Now I run into, I can see the tells with people who are unchurched too when I talk to them about. worship community and, a, and the Christian community because what they hear in that is that, well, why would I want to go to a church? They'll just give me a bunch more to-dos on my to-do list. I don't have room for that. And then some, probably, are doing pretty well, just fine, without the church. But at some point, they're going to run into some limitations And they're going to need that support. But, you see, what they think about us and this community is it's a list of do's and don'ts. Well, of course we have do's and don'ts. Of course we have expectations and ethics. But that is not our heart. My question then, because in truth we're all a little bit have-to's, huh? We all have that duty part of us, and, and that's not all bad. We need that. We've got the old Adam and the old Eve, and the old Adam and old Eve needs some do's and don'ts and lists and, and pictures and things like we see in Paul, we need Jesus to come along and say, hey, if you want to follow me, we have that. But I, I, I want to be more of a get-to and not a have-to Christian. I want to be a get to Christian and not a have to Christian. And I want to know what makes the difference. How do we move from have to to get to? And note the words let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. If anyone wants to be my disciples, let them deny themselves. It does not say, and I checked every translation, I found one translation that says it differently, but everyone says, let this happen. How do we let this happen? And move from being half-to people to want-to people to get-to people. Because that's real excitement. That's real life. So how do we move from that? Well, let's start by thinking about what God has done and what is doing. That the word first is promise. It is Christ's death and resurrection. We start not with a book that gives us do's and don'ts, but with a book that brings us Christ, what he did for us on the cross. I mean, we've got the the crown of thorns and the cross before us every Sunday in worship. Let's start. That's what the key is from moving to have to, to get to, is starting with the Word and with the promise, with with what God has done for us. Let the Word of Christ dwell with you richly, and then everything will flow. The difference, I think, is when you realize how important hearing the Word is to your life of faith. It is so sad as a pastor how many people I run into that, that their, their Christian life is just a have-to, a should. Mom and Dad brought me, you know. And then they, te- then they bring their kids, which is great, but the kids grow up with just, oh, I was forced to go. had to go my goodness did they ever get do you ever get that God God's self took on flesh and gave up his life to give you forgiveness and grace and mercy I mean that is what this is about I mean, a child knowing that out there in the world they're measured, they're, they're calculated, you've got to do this, this, and this, to know as a child that God loves me and I'm in God's hands, and no matter how many rejections happen to me out there, that God will never forsake me. I mean, that's what we are about. That's what I want people to get. That's what I want you to get. That's why you ought to be here. <laughs> that's why you get to be here. And when you start there, then it becomes, wow, I get to do this? I get to come and worship and receive Christ and bread and wine? I get to come and rub shoulders with other sainted sinners? I mean, that is what it's about. And maybe that's still for you, worshiping from home, and that's fine, and that's great. Maybe it's here, I don't know. But what will really rally us is to remember where we start and what is at the real heart of our life. And then it just starts to happen. Let it flow out. How, what does that look like to be the church that we heard about in Colossians? Well, let me tell you about Jamie. Jamie had a tragic accident as a young girl, 10 years old. And she lost one of her hands. And she was so devastated by this and feeling, you know, at that stage in life, you know, you, you, what are my peers going to think about me? What are they, you know, and she just, she hated to go to school. She didn't go to school most of the time. And, and she kind of withdrew to herself and, and, and pulled back and pulled back and pulled back. Mom and dad worked with her gracefully as they could for, year, for a long time, and finally they got her to the point where she said, yeah, I'll go back to Sunday school, I'll go back to our youth group. And so, mom went and made sure and talked to the Sunday school teacher, to the youth group leader of their Sunday morning get-together with the kids now my daughter Jamie's coming back. I just want you to know that so you can be sensitive that she is really um, uncomfortable and really um, struggling. So, and, and he said, oh yeah, that's, you bet, you bet. And she talked to him a couple weeks before and then wouldn't you know it, the night before Sunday school, that Sunday school teacher got sick. A sub was called in. And the Sunday school teacher forgot to tell the sub that Jamie was going to be there in her situation. So at the conclusion of the lesson that day in their study, the sub went back to the old thing about the church because the theme was about what are we as a church and, and how do we participate in community. And, and so he, he, desperate looking for an analogy, went back to the old here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door and see all the people. And he had all the kids do that. He didn't even notice, he didn't even see, but there was another boy there in that Sunday school class that saw Jamie. And when that Sunday school teacher said, here's the church, here's the steeple, he walked over and he put his hand with hers. And they did that. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors, and here's all the people. You see, when we start with promise, now we start looking around and we ask ourselves who can I put my hand together with to be the body of Christ? Can I be that piece of the puzzle that's missing, that's needed? To, that other people hear this incredible promise that God gave his son Jesus Christ that we would know we are loved and that we are forgiven. People of God, let us get back to the heart of SLC, which is proclaiming the gospel and being that other hand for those who need it. Thanks be to God. Amen.